From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, August 26th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Two explosions in the area of Kabul's airport have killed two U.S. Marines and temporarily suspended efforts to evacuate Americans from Afghanistan. Karina Nova has the latest. One explosion happened at the Kabul airport where desperate crowds of people, they were there trying to flee the country. There was also another explosion at a hotel not far from the airport, and that's where the U.S. military has been working to evacuate American citizens after the Taliban took over. If you're in the area of the airport, move to a safe location and await further advice. We know there are a lot of desperate people who want to leave, uh, and that's why we are working uh, as fast as we can. Reporters at a nearby emergency room say at least 20 people were brought there. One U.S. official says the attack is believed to be carried out by the Islamic State group. As of right now, the evacuation efforts have been stopped because of the explosion. Karina Nova, ONN News. Central Ohio's Ohio Health System is hitting the pause button on elective procedures, specifically those that require an overnight stay, to free up hospital staff and capacity. Tracy Townsend explains. A spokesperson sent a statement that reads in part, due to the fluid nature of this fourth surge, we will continually monitor capacity and pause or resume elective surgeries with an overnight stay as needed. Data reported by the dispatch shows the intensive care unit at Ohio Health's Doctors Hospital was 98% full. At Riverside Methodist Hospital, the ICU is at 96% capacity, as is Grant Medical Center. I'm Tracy Townsend. State health officials said yesterday's new COVID-19 case numbers reached highs we've not seen since January. The Ohio Department of Health yesterday reported 4,600 new cases, 225 hospitalizations, and a positivity rate of 9.4%. The state's moving average has climbed to 3,000 new cases per day. Ohio's vaccination data shows more than 62% of all adults, 60% of people 12 and older, and 51% of all Ohioans have gotten at least one vaccine shot. A pediatrician in suburban Toledo says he's seeing an uptick in COVID-19 cases in his patients. Roxanne Elias reports. Dr. Noah Sutter says... We've started to see more and more positive cases over the last few weeks. So with school starting, it really seems like this was a problem that is starting to become worse and worse. And doctors say that means, once again, kids wearing masks and not gathering indoors with big crowds. It's not fun. I don't like it. Everybody wants to keep kids in school. We're going to have to do a better job of being mindful of possible exposures. Roxanne Elias in Mommy. Ohio State University's president went on national television to speak about the school's vaccine mandate. More from Angela Ann. Dr. Christina Johnson spoke on MSNBC last night saying OSU is at 75% vaccination right now, but getting above 90% would allow Buckeyes to have a more normal year. Dr. Johnson also said OSU would not disenroll students who don't vaccinate by the deadline of November 15th. However, if they cannot show proof of vaccination by December, students will not be allowed to enroll in the new year. I'm Angela Ann. A private liberal arts college in Delaware, north of Columbus, has a very high rate of coronavirus vaccine compliance in the wake of its mandate. Tracy Townsend has the details. Ohio Wesleyan University students had to submit proof of vaccination last month. 
Right now, they say 98% of students are vaccinated. Some students were granted exemptions. And those who didn't respond were disenrolled. The university said about 50 students decided to transfer or to defer a semester. The faculty there is also required to get the vaccine. The university says 94% of its faculty is vaccinated. I'm Tracy Townsend. Columbus police say at least one person fired multiple shots outside of the Easton Shopping Center east of Columbus yesterday afternoon. More from Andrew Kinsey. Police tell us no one was hurt, but a building was struck. Stores in the area placed on a brief lockdown, but later reopened. Now, this was the fourth incident at Easton since March. On March 17th, shots were fired on property, but no one was struck. Then on June 5th, a man was found shot overnight in the Easton area. He survived, and earlier this month, you may recall there was concern someone fired shots, but police say a man went into a movie theater and caused a panic, but no shots were fired. I'm Andrew Kinsey. A fight escalated near a Northeast Ohio park when one person began wielding an axe. Michael Kelly has the story. Illyria police say this all took place a little before midnight on Tuesday. Five people in a dispute near Ely Square Park. Reports claim a man named Ronald Schreffler Jr. and a woman confronted three others. That's when Schreffler was accused of whipping out a foot-long throwing axe, striking a 27-year-old man in the wrist. Paramedics took him to University Hospital's Illyria Medical Center. Schreffler was arrested at a nearby McDonald's with even more weapons, including throwing stars and a bevy of knives. He's being held in $100,000 bond. Michael Kelly, ONN News. In Jackson in southern Ohio, a couple has pleaded not guilty in connection with a child's death. Yolanda Harris reports. Nathan Baisden and Jasmine Music were in court. Music was the little boy's mother. Investigators say they're responsible for the overdose death of the four-year-old. Now, the child died from exposure to fentanyl. The couple is charged with involuntary manslaughter. I'm Yolanda Harris. Columbus City Schools, the state's largest school district, begins classes today, but some will begin virtually. Lindsay Mills has the details. Because of the heat, remote learning is how thousands of students at Columbus City Schools will begin the new school year Thursday. 20 schools will be closed Thursday and Friday. Four other schools, like Whetstone High School, are in the process of getting HVAC upgrades as part of Operation Fix-It, which was approved by voters in 2016, a five-year, $125 million initiative. Other buildings will be getting HVAC upgrades using ESSER funding or elementary and secondary school emergency relief funding next summer. Lindsay Mills, Ben Columbus. And just south of Cleveland, the Cuyahoga Heights Board of Education voted 5 to nothing last night to retire the school district's controversial nickname. More on this from Dave James. The school's sports teams are no longer the Redskins, a name used since the 1940s. The decision came following discussion from residents on both sides of the issue. The well-known Native American head logo will also no longer be featured. For now, Cuyahoga Heights Athletics will go without any nickname, and the change will take effect in time for tomorrow's home football game. The board did not give a specific timeline as to when a new name could be chosen. Dave James, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.